Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co forward slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval, terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Pure Leaf Iced Tea. Great iced tea takes you somewhere else like new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea that we have here at the Spotify Studios and drink quite a bit where unexpectedly blackberry flavor transports you to a berry delicious place. So refreshing you may never want to leave. You will eventually have to though, but take your time. Try new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Visit Amazon.com slash Pure Leaf and enter 20 Pure Leaf. That's 20 Pure Leaf for 20% off your purchase of new Pure Leaf Blackberry Iced Tea. Welcome to the Dave Chang Show, part of the Ringer Podcast Network, presented by Major Domo Media. Thank you, Yola Tango, as always. I'm not even sure what the title of this podcast is. Chris, um, this is... We've got a, we, we started this thing where we were calling Demystified. And it's, a, <laughs> it's our misguided attempts to help people do things better by bringing in people who know better than us how to do them. Gustavo, I'm sorry. You're looking at us and you're like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? Every time I come on the show, I don't know what the fuck's going on. (laughs) But I I think that's why you bring me on because I come in and I like make something out of it and then we just talk a lot. (laughs) So so, um, if you didn't hear that amazing voice, it is from LA Times journalist, author, now podcast host, Gustavo Ariano. Now, here's a good thing. This actually gets us into this podcast topic. Every time I look at your last name now, now I'm like, did I pronounce it right? Is it, do you, do you drop the L's? Is it, is it, because I've heard people say they roll the L's, uh, you know, and I can't even do it. What are you, how are you supposed to properly pronounce your last name? So, uh, Arellano. So I always tell people that the double L is a Y. Just think of it that way. And also Spanish, it's a language where you pronounce every single uh, letter, every single letter, except of course, Unless you become like Argentinian. So if I was Argentinian, I would be Arejano, Gustavo Arejano, but I'm not Argentinian. Arejano. Arejano. But it's, if you studied Spanish, the double L is, is a Y. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. How many people don't know that, though? Most people. I mean, you see my name, and not just uh, uh, like non-Mexicanos, but also Mexicanos themselves. They'll, they'll spell Arejano with two R's. They'll drop one L. So I get Arejano, Arelano, Arelano. <laughs> And then Arellano or whatever. Like it's, and it's not even that hard of a last name, you know? It's just like, I don't know. You grow up with it. It's fine. It's there. Like just pronounce the double L as a Y. But at least, you know what I'm getting more? And this is nice, actually. People are now asking me, how do you pronounce your name? I'm like, I didn't grow up uh, with people asking me that. So I guess we're getting better as a country. Yeah. Right. As opposed to just being like, here's Gustav Arellano. <laughs> Gustav. <Here. laughs> I, I get more fucked up on my first name, Gustavo, which, come on, how do you fuck up Gustavo? But I get Gustav, Gustav, Gustavo. And of course, <laughs> Gus, which you know, like I, I actually get that a lot from white people. They don't even want to try Gustavo. I'll say, oh, hi, how's it going? My name's Gustavo. How's it going, Gus? And I immediately tell them, who's Gus? My name's not Gus. My name's Gustavo. Say the fucking name, Gustavo. <laughs> I get pissed at that one. You butcher my last name, but not Gustavo. 
I, I want you to know that in the naming of our son, August, I told my wife my my preference of choice was your first name, Gustavo. Ah, but you lost. I lost, <laughs> and, and it's August. So to me, it's the same. <laughs> well, it, it, yes and no, because August comes from Augustus, from so from Latin. Gustavo comes from Gustav, which is uh, Norse for it means staff of the gods and venerable. Because I know this, I actually have the book here. Where is the book? Oh, here it is. Look, this was, is it here? I have a book of baby names that my mom had from the early 1980s. She picked all the names for my siblings from there, but my name she got from a telenovela star from the uh, 1970s. Just just to paint a picture for the audience at home, <laughs> Gustavo could not be more surrounded by books right now than he currently is. And he goes, it's, it's here somewhere, <laughs> this book. It's not like he's in a room with three books and he's like, the book is here. He has no fewer than 45,000 books surrounding him right now. Right in front of me is my etymology uh, cabinet. <laughs> so it is somewhere in front of me. I mean, I can start pulling out books. Here's a book, The Joy of Yiddish. Here's another one. Dichos, the wit and wisdom of Spanish sayings. A better one, the regional vocabulary of Texas. So I just oh, can't find that baby right, right now. you are sitting right there in front of the, the, the pronunciation etymology section, <laughs> which is totally fitting. Because, Dave, the origins of this, this thing we're doing today actually go further back than the dumb idea that we're going to future incept yeah. with the next episode. It's, it's, it, this is an idea that every single person, regardless of where you are in the world, has probably encountered and had a note to self, a stream of consciousness about how do I pronounce a word? Not in Spanish class or, you know, Japanese class or Mandarin class, in a restaurant or with your friends, right? If you don't know what I'm talking about, let me just describe it a little bit more. Let's just say I'm with um, some friends and we go by uh, Proof Bakery in LA and I'm like, oh, let's get some baked goods. And somebody says, I'll, yeah, they make a really great ham and cheese croissant, you know? <laughs> and everybody starts saying the word croissant, like a French person word, and it comes to me, and either I have to say it with my friends or I have to order it in front of my friends. <laughs> and it's a lot of pressure. Because I never say it like a French person. I say croissant because I'm a dumb American. But it's dawned on me now that just as Gustavo mentioned, that more and more people are asking about how to pronounce something properly. And I think there's more and more people now that are going out to eat that are actually now saying words with the right intonation, the right pronunciation. It never happened before. Pronunciation. You see, I can't even pronounce pronunciation. <laughs> I <can> pronu <laughs> pronunciation. Pron pronunciation. I think it looks like pronunciation. Yeah? Yeah. Sure. Maybe we're right, Gustavo, and they're fucking wrong. Pro pronunciation, maybe. <laughs> How, how do you how, how are you supposed to uh, say croissant? Don't you say croissant? Go for it, Ying. Croissant, croissant, croissant. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a, it's the same thing. And again, like I always, it always makes me almost piss my pants. Sometimes in anger, sometimes in laughter, when I'm with somebody and I'm in a moment, or like I'm in a talk or something. Right? You guys can all envision this. And somebody just is like. You know, uh, my my favorite city to visit is Barcelona, and I'm like Barcelona. Oh yeah, yeah. Stop! Uh -huh. Stop it! Stop it! You, you, <laughs> you can't. I almost feel like you can't. But that's the question. Now it's a paradox. It's a it's a contradiction. If I think it's ridiculous to say Barcelona, then why am I expected to say croissant and not croissant? 
You know what I mean? Like, I think there's a double standard in how you pronounce certain words. I'm, again, trying to get us away from the fact that I'm just letting people know I don't know how to pronounce anything in any language, including English, <laughs> including Korean. And I think it's, a, it's something that no one ever really talks about. Nobody talks about. And I wanted us to talk about it today. Yeah, who who knows how to pronounce anything though? Like you, you know, you say you can't pronounce English and Korean. I can't pronounce English or Spanish. In fact, the first time I ever appeared on national television was on the Colbert Report. This is 2006. I'm just writing Ask a Mexican. All of a sudden, I, I'm I'm on Colbert before Colbert becomes Colbert. And so there I am, first time ever I'm in front of a live television audience. First time, actually, only the fourth time ever I've ever been on a plane to get to New York. And there I am, cool, 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 I'm all cool. And then he start, He asked me, what's the Spanish word for patience? And I tell him, paciencia, paciencia. And I was completely wrong. It's actually <laughs> paciencia. So uh-huh. I mispronounce it. So I get home, I'm getting all sorts of shit on me from my friends, from my cousins, on emails. You fucking fake Mexican. What word is paciencia? It's paciencia. I'm like, I've been saying paciencia my entire life. And then I have an existential moment thinking like, oh my God. Okay, I know I'm already a pocho, watered-down Mexican, but I'm really this bad? Oh, man, that Mm -hmm. sucks. But then I'm like, no, 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 no. I have been saying this my entire life. Pacencia, pacencia. So I go home and I tell my parents, uh, you know, Papi, ¿cómo se dice la palabra patience? Dad, how do you say the word patience in Spanish? He's like, oh, se dice pacencia. So my Mm. dad was the person who has mispronounced this word. But why does my dad say paciencia instead of paciencia? Because he's a damn Mexican redneck. <laughs> right. This it's is class. So this is, in, in this case, because Gustavo, in your own words, your dad's a Mexican redneck. And this is the same as like, if I was brought up saying something in English uh, that was just like colloquial and incorrect, right? Anyways, right? And this is this is a class thing for sure. Yeah. Now that's this is that's that's one aspect of this. The other that Dave started out talking about was it's not your native language and you're at a restaurant and you're the fear is different. The fear is is like less about oh I'm going to be embarrassed that I don't speak my own language properly. It's more like this waiter is not going to understand what I'm trying to order and I'm not going to get what I want. Yeah. Do more people feel like that, though? I mean, historically. I do. I do. I do 100%. Well, you guys are different. You, all of us are different. But I'm talking about the audience, at, or maybe not this show's audience at large, but Americans. Do they really tremble at the idea of not being able to say wheat la coche correctly? Yeah. I, you know what? Yeah. Here's the thing. <laughs> I refuse to even pronounce that word. I say that. <laughs> I, I point. Or I will do everything in my power to never pronounce that word. I'm just avoiding it at all costs because like in that movie Major League, I can't hit the curveball. I, I just can't. <laughs> just, I'm never going to swing at it. So so let's play let's play a little uh, role reversal here. Let's say we're all proprietors or, or, or waiters of, of various restaurants. Gustavo, you're a waiter at a Mexican restaurant and Dave and I come in and we want a quesadilla with wheat la coche. But we, we just, I come in and I say, could I have the quesadilla of... Uh, <laughs> Who who eat who, who eat la cocha? Wheat la like, coach. Are you are you wheat la coach? Can I get the wheat la coach dia? Are you Dilla. Let's, let's think about this? Are you? I'm trying though. I'm not trying. I'm not purposely trying to butcher yeah. it. Are you are you annoyed that I tried and butchered it, or would it be better for me to be say I want the number seven <laughs> with this H thing? 
I, I think you have to give people the you know, the benefit of the doubt if they're trying. Like, it's one thing if you come in as an asshole and you're like, oh, you know, do this, do this, garçon, coffee, all that shit, <laughs> uh, you know, to use my favorite line from Pulp Fiction, because that just shows the arrogance of people to, like, I think a lot of times we forget who the other person on the uh, on the other side is, uh, the worker, but at the same time, nothing annoys me more, or a few things annoy me more than going into a restaurant, you're trying your best to, like, hey, I want to give you money, and you're going to start mocking me for me butchering your language. I get it. It's a point of pride, but how can there possibly be an expectation of me knowing what your language is and how to pronounce words specifically? I mean, again, if you come in completely, I think there is a difference between innocently ignorant and arrogantly ignorant. And if you're innocently ignorant, give those people the benefit of that. I got the best example and, you know, using the word croissant. So my wife, she has a restaurant, Santana. And so one of her uh, items that she sells, she sells a ham and cheese croissant, uh, you know, puts in some egg and, uh, you know, simple as that. Um, my dad loved it immediately, immediately loved it. He had never read or even heard the word croissant before. So he keeps going all the time. He keeps going to my wife. My, my, my wife's name is Delilah, but he calls her Deli. So it's like, Deli, Deli, I want the grancho. I want the grancho. And we're like, grancho? What the hell is a grancho? Grancho, grancho. <laughs> and then I realize he's trying to pronounce croissant. But uh -huh. it comes out as grancho. And, and I, it's amazing. It's like how gabagool, like why we say gabagool instead of capicola. So grancho, so bear with me. My dad says, here's gra. So he gets the gra right. But then the S, grasa, like S in rural Mexico, the S turns into a CH. So instead of saying a C, you say chi. So gracho, and then you uh, don't pronounce a song. Like you're saying, well, I say croissant, but sometimes you like drop that T. You have a lesion in Spanish, so he just turns it into an O. So croissant turns into grancho. So my wife, she was so touched and humored, really, by my dad trying to pronounce the croissant that she renamed the ham and cheese croissant sandwich into the grancho. And so oh. now Americans come in and they'll say, can I order the C rancho sandwich? <laughs> <laughs> and then we tell them, no, it's a grancho sandwich. And then we tell this origin story and they love it. It's like, you know, there's that humanity in there. It's also a good sandwich. No, that is, I mean, that's beautiful. That's how we should be, though. Like my wife, she could have, I mean, obviously it's a little bit different because we're talking about her father-in-law, but she thought it was funny, but she's like, okay, he's really, really trying. He's really trying to say croissant and God bless him for creating a completely new word, grancho. I have to honor him with that way. I think more restaurateurs should be, of that, you know, uh, big heartedness. And then the eaters, you should try. I mean, you should really try. So you should try, Dave, to pronounce wheat la coche. I, I won't. I won't. I, I'm too embarrassed. <laughs> well, well, I, said, I, I, I can walk I you pre through it. Well, I'll save it for later, but I'll walk you through it later on. <laughs> but it's, it's, not, it's not just that word. It's all words. Even <laughs> um, like I, when I was in New York, I, I, was, I went to Balthazar and I was like, oh, I haven't had a ham and butter baguette sandwich in the corner shop. One of my favorite things. I told Chris this, and this is actually one of the genesis for this podcast. I have my mask on, and and it's my time to order. And I I say, could I get a hamburger? Hamburger? <laughs> just as hamburger, quietly hamburger. as possible. Yeah. And they're like, what? I was like, I'm just gonna get that one over here. This one. <laughs> it's the it's the opposite of when you think somebody who speaks a foreign language doesn't understand you, and you speak slowly and loudly. When you yourself can't do it, you speak yeah. quietly and quickly. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the jam and burr. I'm just, I'm Bizarro, just like, Dave. Yeah. Why, why is it even in the fucking, in French? Just, it's a ham and butter sandwich. Just give me the let's fucking play a little, thing. Let's play a little armchair <laughs> psychiatrist here, Dave. What are you, just put yourself in that moment right there. You're standing there at Balthazar. You're about to order. You see the jam, jam on burr. I don't right want to be disrespectful. 
Is it you don't want to be disrespectful? Is that what it is to the cashier there? Mm. I don't want to be made fun of. I don't want to be made fun of. You I don't think want it's to be trauma. made fun of. That, that's uh-huh. what it is. But, you know, let's talk, Dave, through this. You got to own your fuck-ups. I still do to this day. Look, I host a podcast now for the LA Times. I get in fights with my amazing producers all the time. I pronounce the word accept as accept. And we'll fight about it. I'm like, I want to talk how I want to talk. Oh, no, you, you know, it doesn't sound right as accept. Like, no, it is accept. And my own Mexican, like my fellow Mexican-American engineer, he'll correct me. He's like, no, you have to say accept. And then recently, I did not know that the word gamma is pronounced gamma until I was at a editorial meeting and I pronounced it gamu and everyone started laughing at me. I'm like, why is everyone laughing? Like, oh, it's supposed to be gamma. I'm like, fuck it. I'm still going to say gamma. I got goose. That's, that's, that gives me the heebie-jeebies being laughed at in a room full of people who like putting yourself out there. That's, that's the fear. Th- that, yeah. that is a fear, but fuck it, own it. Like, I, you know, when I say that, I'm like, yeah, English wasn't my first language and I'm proud of it, motherfuckers. Like, and if I'm going to mess, I'm going to continue to mess up for the rest of my life. And if you're going to correct me, then that's cool. But what does it say about you that you well, have to correct Gustavo, me? Gustavo, English was my first language. Actually, <laughs> Uh-oh. Korean was. Uh-oh. <laughs> you know, I have no excuse. <laughs> but I have so no the- excuse. <laughs> and I, I had in my freshman seminar, a political science seminar that all freshmen at my college had to do. It's like, eight people in the class and I was like reading a passage and I was like, well, I've never, listen, I, I did terrible in my school. I, I didn't study SATs. I don't know SAT words. I, I come across a word I've never seen before. H-E-G-E-M-O-N-Y. I'm like, I don't remember what I said. <laughs> Even today, I don't know how to pronounce it properly. Is it hegemony? Hegemony? Hegemony. Hegemony. What, and I said hegemony, right? Yeah. They all burst out in laughter. Ah, that's cruel. And I was like, what did I, I don't know how to fucking say this word. I don't even know what it means. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's, that's the hard, that's, that's the difficult thing. But I think what we're trying to zoom in on here, Gustavo, you, you made the delineation. They're sort of like innocent versus arrogant, right? Like you can, you can sort of be naive or, or sort of just like not really know how to do it correctly. Or you could grow up saying accept instead of accept. Yeah. But if if you were doing your show and you were pronouncing a, uh, let's say you were doing a show and you you, you were saying jajang jajomen and referring to the Korean. Oh yeah, jajajomen. Yeah. And and somebody said, hey man, it's actually jajangmen. Yeah. You wouldn't be you. I imagine wouldn't be like no fuck you. I'm gonna say it how I want to say it. Right. Like that's the difference. Yeah. No. Like and I I. You know, I think when it comes to quote unquote foreign words, if I mess up, I actually want to get those words correct as much as possible because it is another culture. In fact, we there was one episode where I said it was it was a Chinese proverb and I in Mandarin specifically. And so I had my uh, my, you know, my producer and then also one of the reporters couch me through how to pronounce it in Mandarin as close as possible because I didn't want to just say it in English. I wanted, you know, it'd be great. Like, let's have Mandarin on a daily podcast for the L.A. Times. And I, and I'm going to say it right now. I'm, from memory, it was that. Tian Sai Hai Shi Ren Huo. And whoa. Oh, well, you say, you say, whoa, and you're impressed. But one of my editors, they're like, ah, you totally messed it up. I'm like, but I tried, you know, I absolutely tried to do it and I coach it. But if it's English, fuck, fuck the custodians of Shakespeare. <laughs> fuck the, uh, you know, the, the custodians of Cervantes and the, and the shepherds of Shakespeare. Like, so for English, I don't care. Like, 
I think English is the greatest language on earth just because it absorbs so many different words and it's such a clusterfuck of words. But at the same time, the people who are going to correct you for not writing or not saying words a certain way, I don't know. They got, they got better things to do in their life. So one thing we're going to do here <laughs> we've we've worked a little backwards because we've apolog- we've we've sort of created the the case for acceptance for for giving each other a little bit of room a little credit for trying which I believe but that's in not greatly. that's listen King I, I have to interject here this is for this there's so many scenarios to this what you just described is in a public environment you know where, where you don't know the other person. And you can see, okay, they're trying. Okay, fine. Yeah. Gustavo's getting shit because he's working with his coworkers and they're Sorry, just being friends. Right? When you're with your fucking friends <laughs> and you say something bad or like mis- mispronounce something, yeah. fuck them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or or I'm the one person that doesn't say Barcelona. Like, no. <laughs> I, I could, you, do you hear me speak? You really expect me to pronounce anything perfectly? No. I think it's bullshit. If you're if you're not a Catalan or a Spaniard from Spain and you're saying Barcelona, you're just a tool. You're just trying way too hard. I'm sorry. Because like, you're, you're trying you're to get one tool. up on your friends. That's what you're trying to do. You're trying yeah. to be like, it's not Barcelona, it's Barcelona. That's but the is, only that, is, context- is that any diff- is that any different when someone says croissant? Like I how many times have you been in a room and everyone says croissant, but there's one person that says, I'll have the croissant. And I'm like, fuck you. <laughs> I mean, the only situation is like that's a legitimate French speaker who is yeah. like, I don't know how to say it the other way. I, I think it's different with languages like French, like, you know, at least in the United States that have been European dominant, especially with French. You know, we give so much credit to French, like because France was, you know, French was the language of William the Conqueror. And so the English have always even as much as they've hated the French, they've always given French culture and French language, made it fancier than it actually is. So when people do that, they're just putting on airs. But if like, for instance, if you're like as a reporter, you you know learn different languages or like you learn different uh, little bits of the language of the cultures that you write. So when I was ri- uh, write about, so when I was writing a lot in Orange County, I would cover a lot of, of the Muslim community. And you don't pronounce it Muslim, by the way. I recently learned you pronounce it Muslim, like with a soft F, S, not the Z. So one of the words that I love that Muslims use specifically is inshallah. Inshallah being God willing. And so I've, in, in, it sounds exact, uh, not exactly, but it's kind of like ojalá, which is exact same thing in Spanish because it's related. Ojalá came from inshallah. And so sometimes I'll speak and I'll try to work it into my language because if, if it fits. Another one, the classic one, I say oy ve a lot. Oy ve, oy ve, Yiddish. And people are like, <laughs> how the fuck does a Mexican kid know any Yiddish? Well, number one, they don't know their history because Boyle Heights was the big Jewish community in Southern California before World War II. And there was a lot of Latinos there. But I grew up listening to Howard Stern. So listening to Howard Stern, I learned all sorts of Yiddish and even a little bit of Italian. And I, you, I think when we pronounce, when we try to pronounce words correctly, either you grew up with them. And so it's part of who you are. But if it's a word that you are only trying, I don't know. I, I, I think if you say croissant, I didn't grow up with French. So like you're just putting on airs at that point. But it's also the, that story, right? You know, for example, when I speak Spanish in a kitchen, even though I am not in kitchens, but <laughs> there was a period where my Spanish was pretty fucking good, especially for working in the kitchen. Every fucking time I would speak mm-hmm. to somebody that wasn't from Puebla, they'd be like, what the fuck? Because <laughs> every, everything would end uh-huh. in way. 
Everything was seaway. Everything is in Los Poblanos know what's up. That's why. You know, if you speak to somebody C-way. from Puebla, ev- <laughs> everything ends in way. Every every word ends in way. Like really, truly, Gustavo, correct? Oh like, yeah, everything no. ends in way. Seaway. Seaway, of course. No, but I, I, or, did, would they ever tell you a huevo? I don't remember. A huevo, Maybe, I'm sure. A huevo is basically, oh, how do you pronounce it? Well, a huevo translates as got your your goddamn right, but it literally huevo means egg. So it's like to an egg or something. But that's what especially poblanos and people in central Mexico say a huevo. And then that gets transmorgified into a wee instead of a huevo. So a lot of that, <laughs> I, you know, so language good. is a beautiful thing. But again, you're trying as if you're trying and you're picking it up. A lot of times I think folks can sense when you're actually trying as opposed to, again, being innocently ignorant and trying to better yourself as opposed to being arrogantly ignorant and just like meandering through the world, not giving a fuck. I mean, there's so many words out there, guys, that we now, I think, somehow are better pronounced. Like, what the one word, I mean, I would like to hear everyone's pet peeve. When I say, hey, I'd like to get, and it's not, I, I could say doner kebab or something like that, but someone says, I want to get a, a gyro. And somebody corrects me and says, no, no, it's hero. I'm like, stop. <laughs> <laughs> but why? That's, I mean, that's, that's, that's another instance where I feel like we should try. I mean, it's, it's one thing, like, we, it's, it's hard to break old habits, right? But, like, that's one where I'm like, I don't know. I should probably I I, I take that lump. I when still I try say, to say gyro. That. Like I, I learned yeah. that I learned that it was hero once I became a food critic. But I've never met anyone offended by me calling it a gyro. So I'm like, well, until someone t- I I think that's the difference. If someone tells you, hey, there's a problem with it, then that's what. If you're innocently ignorant, you're like, oh, okay. Well, I'll try to improve on it. Um, but who could possibly be offended by saying gyro instead of hero? I've never met that person. Just me, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> There's so uh, I mean, many words. So, so I mean, paint a picture though, Dave. I was trying to say, you know, we've, we've we've created the case for like the sympathetic person who's trying. What is an occasion where, like, similar to the the Barcelona thing, other food instances where you're like, don't, don't, don't do that. Don't correct me. Or where you're like, why are you not trying harder? Uh, I mean, to me, I'm just going from personal experience because, like. I'm sure there's many, many good ones and really good moments where I'm in a situation I just can't recall. But I can tell you almost unequivocally the two cuisines, the two languages in the cuisines that fuck me up the most, Vietnamese yeah. mm. and Thai. Thai? Yeah. I can't tell you the number of dishes that I wish I have eaten in my life but didn't from Vietnam or Thailand because I couldn't fucking say them. And they didn't have a number or a picture for me to point to. But Vietnamese probably is the most difficult for me. I don't know actually how to pronounce certain things. To this day, Ban Ku, what do you, how do you pronounce it? Ban Quang. Chris, Ban Quang? I don't know, but we're going to play that game. (laughs) We're going to play this game. This is a good, we'll we'll get to this in a second. It's interesting that, Human, you know, lives experience because for me, growing up in Orange County, we have the you know, little Saigon, the biggest community of Vietnamese in the world outside of Vietnam. So you learn, like, even a Mexican learns how to pronounce or at least say fa instead of pho. Like, you know, you know how to say, oh, dame, dame fa, dame un ban mi. Uh, then, like, you know, you learn some of those dishes, like, you know, ban mi, uh, bun ba hue, ban quan, uh, what's, uh, goi quan is going to be the, uh, the spring, spring rolls. rolls. Of course, I'm sure I'm butchering it like crazy, but again, because because you're living amongst uh, along the Vietnamese, you learn, okay, try at least. And the Vietnamese folks, they'll say like, yeah, you're not pronouncing it right or whatever. Or like anytime I go to a Vietnamese restaurant, I always try to say, thank you, come on. And the people will be like, 
all right, you didn't pronounce it right, but it's almost like an old guy. <laughs> you know what, trying. kid? You tried, so you're fine. So, you're good. All right, we're, we are going to play this game in a minute here that I'm calling Who Said It Best? And we're going we're gonna to run through some of these words that are difficult to pronounce just to show that we're going to try. Yeah. And everybody has a hard time, even three knowledgeable food people. But first, let's do this. Can we do this? Let's talk about a few dishes that you hear, Gustavo or Dave or myself, that... You would like to give people a little assistance in uh, <laughs> in how they're doing. How you know, like the, maybe we're not judging you, maybe we are. But you hear a dish over and over again, Gustavo, a Mexican dish that give the listeners out there a little help pronouncing. The most obvious one, and this is one that Mexicans also mess up, is habanero. It's not habanero. It is not habanero. It is there's not the tilde. And look, Mexicans sometimes mess it up as well, but it's habanero. So no tilde, just straight up again. Pronounce the word as it's spelled out. And if you really want to get technical, if an H is a first letter in a word in Spanish, you don't pronounce it. So technically it's habanero. But if you say habanero, that's fine. Just don't call it habanero. That's super common. I think yeah. I'm very guilty of that. Habanero. Yeah, just habanero. Simple, simple as that. So that's the one. And then the other one, I'm just going to do it for Dave. Go with me, Dave. Wheat. Come on, Dave. Wheat. La. La. Coche. Coche. Wheat, la, coche. There hey! it is. <laughs> so, hey! I, and, and Dave, by the way, I totally get you. Like, you see that, you're like, what the fuck is that? How the hell you pronounce it? And then you get it on your dish. You're like, what the fuck is that? Well, wheat, la, coche comes from Nahuatl. So, Nahuatl is the language of the Aztecs. Even Mexicans cannot pronounce it because not all Mexicans come, you know, are descended from the Aztecs or ancestors spoke uh, Nahuatl. And that's also, we, la coche, frankly, is not something that all Mexicans eat. It's really a delicacy, I would say, of central Mexico where the corn growing regions is. It's not going to be known up in northern Mexico. My parents didn't grow up eating it and they were like in north central Mexico. So the first time I, be, when I became a food critic and I came across we, la coche, same thing with you, it's like, and since I know how to speak Spanish a little bit, it's like, okay, we la goche, like, what the hell? And I went to my mom, what is this? She's like, no, you don't want to eat it. <laughs> because for her, <laughs> it was poor, it was the food of poor Mexicans. So imagine if a Mexican doesn't know what it is, anyone else who's not a Mexican, they're going to see that, yeah, we la coach or whatever. But once you get that handy dandy Spanish guide of just pronouncing every single letter, it comes out easy, we la coche. What about the word uh, from, from Moroccan cuisine? The taluda, tal, oh, tlayuda. So, so tlayuda is interesting because tlayuda, I think, is Zapoteco. So Zapoteco, it's going to be one of the indigenous languages of Oaxaca. And Oaxaca, of course, you have Mixteco, Zapotecos, Triquis. And when I and this actually ties back into a Korean word that messes me up. Um, when I started as a food critic, you would spell it with a C. So it was tlayuda. But I guess in in Zapoteco or whatever the language is, it's more. It's more accurately pronounced as tlayuda, so eventually it got like it got turned into a T. So same thing when years and years and years ago, I tried to learn how to speak Korean. So I still know how to read Hangul, like I know what the symbols are, but in the Korean manual that I was learning from, you know, all those side dishes, it was spelled P-A-N-C-H-A-N, panchan. But now I see it spelled with a B, so now you ah. see it as banchan. Ah. Yeah. Yeah, because and I knew that the that letter wasn't a, a, a direct P, but you grow up writing it. Then I start getting letters from Koreans saying like it's not it's not spelled with a P in Spanish, in English. It's with a B. I'm like, what the fuck do you know? Like I learned it from this Korean uh, how to speak Korean guide. <laughs> so things change. Things change that way. Like you know, as 
I think as a culture gets more, uh, not equity or power, but more of a presence in the United States, you can call those things out to say, it's not, and you know, I apologize for my mispronunciation, but I'm innocently ignorant. It's not Panchan, it's Banchan, and it's not Tlayuda, it's Tlayuda. This episode is brought to you by Vital Farms. No matter how you like your eggs scrambled, over easy, or sunny side up, the people at Vital Farms believe in one thing, keeping it bullshit free. That's why their pasture-raised eggs come from hens who each have over 108 square feet of space to roam and forage all year round. So you can spend less time questioning your food and more time enjoying it. Look for Vital Farms in your grocery store and learn more at vitalfarms.com. Vital Farms, keeping it bullshit free. Apple Card is the perfect cash back rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co forward slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch, subject to credit approval. Terms apply. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Let me ask you this before, because I want to dip into Korean and, and maybe we'll bring Isaac in here for a second. But first, can I get your, as Dave uh, has frequently pointed out, I'm from South Orange County, the <laughs> MAGA stronghold. And you have spent, I'm sure, Gustavo, plenty of time with people like me, this dumb Southern California accent <laughs> that I have. Here are two things that I am ashamed to pronounce. Like, when I, when I and my brethren say burrito, I feel like a fucking idiot. And when and you just finished your tortilla challenge, I yeah. also feel like I say tortilla like an idiot. Can you give me a little help here? Well, I mean, there it's Southern California Spanish at this point. So if you say burrito, that's fine. You don't have to say burrito. Es un, dame un burrito de carne asada con tinga. No, you know, but like people give you a pass. I'll get, oh God, if people talk shit on you for saying burrito, they're fucked up people. Now, they, <laughs> oh should, God, they feel... should talk shit on you if you say guac or Dilla. I heard you say Thank it earlier, you. Dia. I'm like, oh, God, that bit pisses me off. So oh, bad. I want a Dilla. What the fuck? Godzilla? No. Um, I'm feeling like I'm, I'm, I'm like getting my Goodwill hunting moment right now. I'm getting a big <laughs> Gustavo. It's not your fault hug right now. It's, it's just like this has been weighing on me. And same thing with tortilla. I mean, oh, God, at this point, if you think it's still tortilla, what fucking bubble do you live on, man? <laughs> Everyone knows it's tortilla. Like, I, I I, have not heard tortilla in a long, long, long time. Thank God. Thank God. Uh, Dave, you want to talk about a few <laughs> Korean dishes that you would want to give some help? So you want to bring Isaac in here? No, I, it's not that. Why would I be any voice of authority for pronouncing Korean? I was just at H-Mart the other day, and my son loves this snack called kori pop, right? It's like a puffed rice cracker thing and I said it but <laughs> I, I didn't sorry, know nah. I, and he was just like he looked at me and he looked at me and then he turned around <laughs> <laughs> he, I imagine he gave you the same look that Isaac Lee uh, yeah. just so, gave so you so I wasn't like I was like you know what guess what Hugo looks like you're not getting it um, <laughs> Damn. What are you shaking your head about, Isaac? Give us, give us oh some, my God. give us some gentle uh, tips here. 
So Dave tends to pronounce a lot of Korean words in a very harsh, like English kind of affect. Um, when Korean, it's kind of a, a, a kind of elevated, more percussive language. It's mostly monotonous, actually, and mostly made up of monothongs and not diphthongs. So all vowels are all singular. So like you, you know, just said, korepap, it's korepap. I don't, I don't, I don't even know what a diphthong is. <laughs> I'm pulling. I'm pulling. I'm pulling words that, that I've that I've I know, learned from. I know. I I I know what billabong is. Ding <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> pong. A diphthong. Diphthong is a vowel in which, um, like the word vowel in in English, like ow, right? Ow. That's those are two vowels that are actually joined together and elongated. Whereas in Korean, almost everything is a monothong. So it's a a e o u kind of deal. Give us, give us your, give us the uh, shortest version of the dissertation on what Gustavo was talking about. The P versus B yeah. spelling. Oh yeah. So it's actually in between. It's in between B and a P. It is a little closer to a B because it is vocalized. It's not a hundred percent percussive, but it is a little bit percussive. So it would be panchan, pan, panchan instead of ban or pan. It's right in between pan, panchan, pan, panchan. Yeah. panchan. So the chan part is pretty easy, but the pa people have really, really a lot of trouble. Is it the same thing for like banchan? The other, the other sort of interchangeable anglicization we get in Korean is like the G versus the K. In like yeah, it's right in between. It's right in between. So like bulgogi, people say bulgogi or whatever. It's again mostly monotonous, <laughs> so it's bulgogi. It's they're all there's no accent, but kogi, which just literally means meat, ko ki. Key. It's not gogi, it's not koki, but it's right in between. Kogi. Koki. Ulgogi. Kogi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you just said it. You said it better than Dave ever said it. So. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Get out of here, Isaac. We're, sure, we're throwing Isaac back out of here. Oh, that's man. enough that's out of this guy. Just throw it, Dave, under the bus. Get out of here. Uh, <laughs> that's fucked up. But okay, sure. I feel cool. like, for, I mean, just briefly, because I want to dip into our game. I want to play our game here. But on the, on the Chinese tip, I just feel like Chinese is so hard. Well, like, it's all I tones, right? It's all tones. And just for anybody who doesn't already know this, imagine if every English word had a different meaning, a completely different meaning, depending on which tone you said it. Like, if, if the word the, you could say the, like, the, 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 and every single one of those had a different meaning. <laughs> like, that's what Chinese is That's about. incredible. And on top of that, so many dishes are regional dishes from different dialects. So when you go to a dim sum restaurant, all of those dish names are Cantonese. And when you look at your friend and be like, how do you pronounce this? Half the time your friends be like, I speak fucking Mandarin, dude. I don't know how to, spell, <laughs> I don't know how to say this thing. And in, in, in the reverse, like if you speak Cantonese, you can't say Mandarin dishes. The only two ones that bother me really when I hear all the time are like the most common ones. Like chow mein is not a thing. If you just, if you flip the I and the E in, in Maine, You'll say it much closer to correct. Chow like chow mian, chow mian, chow mian, chow mian is Cantonese, and chow mian is Mandarin. So like, I, it's just like a weird flip there. And the other thing that makes me a little slightly crazy is wontons, because that's not a thing. Wontons is not a thing in Cantonese. It'd be wonton, and then in Mandarin, it's huntun. So oh, wow. I understand it's hard to pronounce, but wonton ain't a thing, guys. Anyway, wontons. One ton. Yeah, I'm just going to say point. Can I have this? Please. <laughs> <laughs> number, number three, please. Uh, Dave, we should play this game. I have a list here of, I think, 10 dishes from around the world, all of which I'm sure we have encountered at some point in our respective eating lives. 
I'm going to type the name into the chat here. I'll spell it out for the audience and I'll give a, a brief description of what the dish is. Then one by one, we'll each try to pronounce it. We'll mute while the others pronounce. <laughs> and then Isaac Lee, who is the arbiter of all pronunciation, as he just showed with his earlier interjection, is going to give us the, the winner of who pronounced it best. Are we ever going to do anything on this podcast where I will actually do well? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, me either, Dave. We've literally never won a contest that we've created. <laughs> we'll see. Dave is, Dave is visibly upset about what's about to happen. Dave always wins. At the end, he's uh, he's the host of the podcast. <laughs> There's only one. I, I don't even know if I can pronounce it right. The Portuguese Portuguese words are very difficult. Feijoada. Feijoada is very, you know, Portuguese words, especially in Brazilian cuisine, very fucking hard. Very, 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 very fucking hard. There's only feijoada. one on this list. All right. I'm going to start us here. I'm typing this in. It's it's in our Vietnamese <laughs> canon that evidently Gustavo has a huge <laughs> advantage uh, over us. We'll see. I've I've typed the first word into the Zoom chat. Nobody say anything. This is B-A-N-H-X-E-O, the stuffed rice pancake from Vietnam. Uh, Gustavo, you're the guest. I think you can go first. So Dave and I will take off our, our headphones. We'll go into our isolation booths. And Isaac, give us a thumbs up when we can come back. Well, uh, Chris didn't put in all the diacritics. So if you read it one way, you would read it wrong. But with the diacritics, you say, Bunso. I'll go. <laughs> Fuck. Banjo. All right. Dave has, has said his version. I guess you guys can just leave yours on now because we've all said it and I'll go. Uh, Banseo. Okay, I'm going to play what Google Translate has for this particular Vietnamese dish. It is Banseo. So I think Gustavo and Chris, you guys were kind of neck and neck in terms of how, how close it was. Yeah. Gustavo, I said I think it you, faster. You said it faster. I think confidence counts here. So I'll God give it to it. Gustavo. <laughs> I was not confident. <laughs> Dave, what did you say? Buns? Something that wasn't right. It, it <laughs> was, you said banjo? Or something like banjo, which is, no, it's I it's almost sale. said like banso, which is like underwear in Korean. Bansu, <laughs> bansu, which is a Japanese uh, bastardization of pants. Or, or panties, uh, I think. Anyway. Let's go to, uh, let's go to France. Oh, boy. Here we go, everybody. <laughs> B O. E-U-F-B-O-U-R-G-U-I-G-N-O-N. The famous beef and red wine stew from Burgundy. Um, I can go first, guys. Let's go reverse <laughs> order. Uh, oh, fuck. Boof Bourguignon. <laughs> oh, no. oh man! It, why, is, why did Chris break down? Um, He's crying. Friend. <laughs> friend is not All good. right, let's uh, let's go with Dave this time. Gustavo, you can take off yours. Chris, take off. Oh, you, you already went. Okay. Boof Bourguignon. Okay. Gustavo, your turn. Oh God, I I was thinking about this word too. I'm like, I should look up how to pronounce it. And here I am. <laughs> Bouf Bourguignon. Wow. 
all three with a little I think okay Chang Ying you both went with Nyon at the end which I think is correct but let me play what Google Translate has Boeuf Bourguignon Boeuf Bourguignon I, Dave oh, I think Dave. you were the closest yeah. well it should be I only made it a fucking thousand times I mean, fucking the goddamn French words, impossible. (laughs) Like eggs, eggs, oof, oof, oof. Oof. I I can't say oof. Oof. You know? Just say huevos, huevos. Just say huevos. Yeah, huevos are so much easier. Uh, Okay, this time around, it's going to be Gustavo first. But the score right now is Gustavo one, Dave one, Chris nil. (sighs) Fuck. All right. Well, then Chris is going to pick where we go next in the world again. Sure he will. And, uh... Let's go to let's go to good old Italy. Here's our next dish, everybody. P A S T A E F A G I. This is the best game of all time. O L I. This is the traditional Italian dish of pasta and beans. Um, let's see who hasn't gone first yet. Dave hasn't gone first yet. Yeah. Yeah. Dave hasn't gone first. All right. So Gustavo and I will take off our headphones. I didn't know there was an I in yeah. this word. Yes, of course there is. Pasta e fagioli. All right, we're back. Gustavo, you should go. Okay. Okay, I've been ordering this dish my entire life from Olive Garden, so Olive Garden <laughs> probably messed it up. Pasta e fagioli. Say it again. Pasta e fagioli. Okay. Chris? All right. Last Going one. last sucks because everyone can hear you say it. <laughs> I'm to say it. All That's right. the best. Confidence counts. Pasta e fagioli. Okay. <laughs> All three of you had very similar. Um, Ying and Gustavo, you both went with e instead of e, which is what Dave went with. So I'm going I'm to let Google Translate do the work here. Pasta e fagioli. So actually, oh, Dave shit. came closest because oh, he says e. Pasta e fagioli. <laughs> this fucking guy who yeah. says he doesn't know how to pronounce anything. Pasta e fagioli. All right. <laughs> Pasta e fagioli. Pasta We're going to... We're eh? gonna go to Iceland for oh, a uh, <laughs> a dish of fermented shark. They're gonna call me fucking Rosetta Stone from now on, <laughs> motherfuckers. <laughs> Mr. Rosetta, this fucking this, send me to the Tower of Babel. I'll, I'll translate all you motherfuckers. <laughs> this dish is a an Icelandic dish of fermented shark. I think, uh, frankly, it's the only dish I know from Iceland. I should study up more. It's spelled H A K A R L. I'll go first. You go, you go. Uh, hot. Hot Carl. Hot Carl. Hot Carl. All right. Who's uh, Dave? Want to give it a whirl? Hmm. Can I get a sentence, please? No. Absolutely uh, not. <laughs> <laughs> the fermented shark is delicious uh, uh, today. Cotty. <laughs> that's, that's, I think it's Cotty. Okay. Dave went out on a limb. Huh. So it's going to be Scandinavian. Hot Carl. Ooh. Right. Whoa. <laughs> we'll see. Guys, wow. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure it's not what I said, which was hot Carl. They <laughs> <Just not laughs> said Kari. Um let me play this YouTube video that you guys have here. So here is an Icelander saying the word. Haukar. 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 None of us got it right. <laughs> None of you really got it. Haukar. 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 Haukar.
Yeah, but it didn't sound like it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna no, take the point. Uh, no, no, right, you should right. take the point. It's, no. it's by far. <laughs> listen, you, you get. I think. I think Gustavo gets the point. Okay, okay. he has to. All right. So okay, I'll take it. There's no. There's no participation trophies in this. In this. <laughs> so two two nil right now, Chris. You got to step up, man. <laughs> I really thought I was gonna get hot, Carl. Um. All right, we're gonna do one last. <laughs> All right, never mind. So Here. Chris is not going to win. We've established that. <laughs> uh, let's stay. Let's stay in Eastern. Let's go. Let's go to Eastern Europe with one that's uh, going to be equally difficult for all of us. Uh, get ready for an Eastern European plum dumpling, a very Ooh. popular autumnal dessert, spelled Z W E T S C H G E N K N O with an umlaut D E L. Gustavo, you want you want to go first this oh time? Oh my god! I sheshkin noodle, sheshkin noodle, There you go. Okay, okay, <laughs> all right. I'll do it. Um, zvechkin noodle, zvechkin noodle. All right, Dave. Last one. <laughs> he's, he's leaning in closer. <laughs> Pull out the magnifying glass. Schweitzenodel. Say it again. Schweitzenodel. 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 No, I'm going with. I'm going with. I'm going with. Schweitzenodel. That's what I'm saying. Oh my god. Okay. I can't even remember what I pronounced. One of California's greatest governors. <laughs> <laughs> just said Schwarzenegger. <laughs> Schwarzenegger. <laughs> uh, I, I'm going to let Google, Google Translate uh, uh, tell us here. Svetschken Knudel. Svetschken Knudel. Knudeling. Everyone, everyone made a silent K, but the K is indeed not silent. Who is closest, Isaac? I think Gustavo. I think Gustavo fuck takes you. it here. Just fuck I you. fucked it up though. Just I didn't say the K. I said noodle instead of noodle. But you said you said noodle. You said no, you said noodle. Oh, let's do this. Oh, having wow. now heard it, how having now all heard it and having <laughs> a cheat sheet, who can do it best now? Zveshkin Knodel. Oh, that was pretty good. Ah. Sheshkin <laughs> Knudel. <laughs> Dave, try it. Alexander Ovechkin. <laughs> 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 All right, Isaac, who got it? Uh, oh, this is another Chris, Gustavo, I mean, you, you did it the best after the cheat sheet. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. I can. I'm, you I'm the, the best. Point. I'm, I'm so, the literal best parrot. Two, among two, one. <laughs> two, two, one. Two, two, one. Do you want to do one more? Do you want to do a couple yeah, more? Yeah, we're we're do one more. Here. We're gonna do one more, and then we're gonna shift gears. This is the last one. This is a oh, spice mix oh, that is yeah, very essential to both. Ethiopian and Eritrean cuisine. It's spelled B-E-R-B-E-R-E. Who wants to go first? Dave, you haven't gone first for a little while. All right. Berber. Berber. There. Next. Gustavo, you're up. Gustavo. I am going to go for a total wild card. Bewebe. Ooh. Chris? Chris, last one. Bearberry. Bearberry. <laughs> um, the, the English 
Code Company? <laughs> Burberry. 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 Well, we have, Bear, uh, Bear, we have a YouTube clip Bear, from uh, an owner, a chef owner at a, a restaurant in Arlington, Virginia saying it. So let's hear it. We use Burberry. 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 Christian, Christian got it right. Yeah. But I don't think any of you guys did the hard R here. So no, no, I, just I went got with a it. W, Chris, so I totally fucked. Yeah, you've up. you've <laughs> you weren't you weren't closest? any close. Closest? You were the closest, Chris. Yeah, you are the closest. Boom. Two, two, so what two. is it? Two, two, two. It's a draw. Oh, we need a tiebreaker. We need one more. Yeah, we need one more. All right. Do we want to stay in Ethiopia, <sighs> or would you like to return hard, to France for one of the? No, France. France. Let's go Brazil. Let's go Brazil. 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 No, no, no. Brazil. I'm going to say no Brazil because I know Portuguese. So I'm going to. No. Oh, okay, okay. We're going to do Portuguese. That's, that's fair. All right. Do we ooh, want. Ooh, 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 uh, let's go Basque. Let's go Basque. Oh, fuck. Okay. Uh, Impossible. 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 <laughs> Impossible. Yeah. Well, there's a, there's a sparkling. Wine that I've always been uh, curious about how to pronounce, <laughs> and uh, no, that's easy. Actually, come on. All right, I don't even on. know I what was, it is. I was, <laughs> I was not prepared to go to past country yet. All right, here we go. Let me see if I can find a proper pronunciation of this so we can correct it. Well, we can all look because none of us know how to pronounce any of them anyway. <laughs> yeah, just write out the word and then we'll. All right, I got it. This is a dish of gelatinous fish heads, which are a key oh, ingredient is, in classic so, Basque cuisine. So hard. Here it is, people. K-O-K-O-T-X-A-S. I don't think this matters if you guys remove your headphones or not. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think so one. either. Dave, I think as the person who chose the Basque region, you got to go first. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> how do you how do you pronounce the tapas of, of the Basque region, Ray? How do you pronounce the tapas? <laughs> <laughs> when you go to eat bar food, what's it called? Pinchos. Correct. Pinchos. Pinchos. So the X has I think about this all the time. I think about pinchos and I don't know where the X comes in to play at all. But also, where is the emphasis going to go on this word? Emphasis. <laughs> <laughs> emphasis. <laughs> the emphasis, exactly. Exactly. Cocotas. Okay. Gustavo? My final, final answer. Cocotas. I would say cocotas with a sha instead of cha. I have to do something different just to try to pull out the win here because I'm not going to get closest here. Coco Chas. <laughs> so you know what's so funny about this is that Basque <laughs> is such a difficult language. Not even Google has the pronunciation on tap here. No, it oh, does. Damn. I sent it to you. No, it doesn't. No. Click on that link right now. It oh. says Basque isn't available for voice output <laughs> on Google Translate. <laughs> That's how difficult this language is. Okay. So we might ne- we might never know. <laughs> so it is a dead heat. Yeah. So what yeah. we need to do, well, actually, this is a perfect outcome, guys. What we're going to do is, if there's a Basque speaker out there in the yes, world, this is the perfect. You this need is a perfect to tell ending, us actually. who won. This is a perfect ending, <laughs> and this is going to be a cliffhanger. If I can, if I can get a verifiable Basque speaker to tell us how to pronounce K O K O T X A S, 
we will announce the winner on the next edition of Moif and we will, we will uh, send some tinned seafood to that person. Um, okay. In general here, guys, Google is not unimpeachable. <laughs> Neither is YouTube. If you heard us give a, give a point to somebody who didn't deserve it, we want to hear from everybody right to the fixer at majordomomedia.com and let us know who you think is, uh, who, who, who said it best. Um, all right. So while we have Gustavo here, we're going to shift gears completely because uh, we're here in, in November. We're, we're getting close to our holiday season, as, as Hallmark calls it. And um, I don't know if you know this, Gustavo, but, but Dave and I have been spending a lot of time uh, researching pies and spending our, our days in the, mm. in the uh, Thanksgiving world. And, and we've been thinking about the dishes that sort of define our family holiday tables. Are you up for giving us your top five signature defining dishes of the Ariano uh, holiday Thanksgiving table? I, I must preface this by saying I have always hated Thanksgiving. <laughs> I think it's a fake-ass holiday, and I always try to beg my mom to not celebrate Thanksgiving because why the fuck are we going to pretend to be Americans? No, but she always ignored me, so I nevertheless feasted. Top five. I have to start with number one. It's totally basic, but ham. Big fucking pieces of ham, mm -hmm. sluiced or sluiced, however you pronounce that word, with the number two dish, a salsa de chile de arbol. So although my mom made the turkey and the ham and bought the pies from Marie, apple pies from Marie Calendar and pumpkin pies and all that, she made sure to have salsa because what? We're going to use cranberries, uh, jam or whatever for the fucking uh, accoutrement. No, she made fucking <laughs> salsa de chile de arbol. So that's number two. Number Hold three, on. I need to. This is this deserves just a moment of recognition, man. Ham, sluiced, slathered with salsa de chili de arbol. That's fucking. It is baller. fucking good too. No, I thought you were about to highlight accoutrement. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the accouters, accoutered the ham accoutered with salsa. Gotcha. Accoutered with salsa. Number three, again, this is just how it worked out. Little French rolls, bolillos. So. For whatever reason, I've, although in our part of Mexico, like during the parties, during the weddings, you'd have like your little macaroni salad and they'd give you bolillos instead of tortillas. So you get the little bolillos, little French rolls, and you sop up all that salsa de chile de arbol on the ham. It just makes it absolutely good. Number four, it's a recent dish. And it comes from my uh, cousin, Beatriz. Uh, so a couple, in 2019, my, my mom passed away from ovarian cancer. So as much as I hated the holiday, I have to now like it more because my mom loved that holiday. So the first holiday, uh, first Thanksgiving of her passing, we went to the family of Mitio Gabriel, my oldest uncle from my dad's side. So they bring in the entire clan. And we have never, we had, I had not seen my cousins from that side of the family on a Thanksgiving because we used to do it at my grandma's house when we were younger, but I hadn't seen them in 20 years. So now they're all grown up with their family. So she made this amazing green chili macaroni and cheese casserole. <sighs> Which I'm like, where the hell did you pull this out of, Beatrice? <laughs> and she's great. She's a great cook, makes an amazing salsa. But yeah, like, so she got the green chili from a, a cousin, her sister, a cousin of mine, who now lives in New Mexico. So that's where you get the cult of the hatch green chili. Putting it to mac and cheese casserole, she put this perfect crust on it. Oh my God, it was amazing. I hope to spend Thanksgiving again with them. And I told her, like, just I'll pay you if you make me that ham and cheese uh, or, or mac and cheese uh, green chili casserole. And then for the final one, 
It's not really a Thanksgiving thing, but uh, my mom, you know, we didn't drink coffee growing up. We drank canela. So cinnamon tea, just a simple cinnamon tea, put a little splash of milk on it. But no matter what you weigh, you just, oh, it just made every, and it's perfect with an apple pie. That's my Thanksgiving. As much as I hate the holiday, that's my Thanksgiving. That is a, that's a beauty. Let me ask you this. Are you guys a turkey family or no turkey? Fuck turkey. I, <laughs> fuck turkey as Americans make it, not as the Yucatecos make it. So the, the in Mexico, it's funny because turkey- yeah, pavo, yeah, no. Pavo, cocono, guajalote is a Nahuatl word. But remember, the turkey came from Mexico. So the way that you, now in Mexico, the one region that really focuses on turkey is going to be the Yucatan. So they make uh, pavo, they make recado, so like a, like a black mole in a way, and they rub it with the turkey. So good. Yeah, so you, can good. Make, you can make it like cochinita pibil, which is usually made with pork. You can make pavo de pibil. So they make it, but that's not what my mom made. We're not Yucatecos. So she and my cousin and my brother-in-law they take so much pride in making this big fat turkey. I never cared for it. I think it's dry. No, no, I'd rather eat ham. I'd rather eat ham. Someone get this man a Pulitzer for this. <laughs> Not gonna happen. Not any but. of his extremely important work about racism and culture and food, but this, the fact that turkey is garbage. You see, I didn't say garbage, garbage. <laughs> Garbage. No, look, like if, if like if you want to celebrate a multicultural Thanksgiving, but you still want to do the turkey, do pavo, like Yucateco style, or you know, the Salvadoreños, they have pan de chumpe, which is gonna be a sandwich, like a, basically a, yeah, a sandwich with turkey in it. Oh my god, it is so freaking good. They make like a certain uh sauce with it. My 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 homeboy Nelson, who's half Salvi, half Guatemalteco, his his sister apparently now has a recipe. I got to go to the house for Thanksgiving. I need that pan de chumpe. Fuck. I need to go too. Gustavo, here, here's a one last pronunciation question. Is it tamal or tamales? <laughs> mm. Because because with a lot of my Mexican friends, this is something that they make during the holiday yeah. season. Yeah. This is a festive thing to do. Correct. Yeah. Oh no, it's tamales season right now. Uh, it's it's starting up, and it's got to go right until the new year. And in the United States, the singular you say tamale. In Mexico, the singular is tamal. So my friend Javier Cabral, who's the editor of LA Taco, a couple of years ago, he does this big, huge essay. It is time to say tamal, not tamale. Tamale is like this, you know, this affront to Mexicanisms and whatnot. So then here I come like fucking Zeus up from the sky. I am the authority on Mexican food in the United States. Tamal and tamale are both equally right. And it's absolutely true because the Aztecs, they used to say the correct term is tamale. So the Americans actually say it more correctly than the Mexicans do. We dropped it with a tamal. It should be tamale. And that's all with a singular. So whatever way is fine. Just eat them. Going back to what Chris was saying about, you know, feeling shame and saying it's a burrito. Look, it's in the United States. Eventually, some things get uh, agringado, which is going to be a little bit Americanized. That's okay. As long as you're eating the tamales, as long as you're getting your tamales oaxaqueños y de rajas con queso and, you know, the, the pollo or, you know, uh, the, the beef or whatever. Just eat the fucking tamal, tamali, tamali, tamales. Just eat them. That's all that matters. And if you're going to care... I don't know if you're if you're so hung up on it's tamal or, or tamal versus tamal or better yet uh, Dave pronounce it tamal just to really fuck with them so say it right but pronounce it wrong. Beautiful tamal 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 tamal. <laughs> all right, get us out of here, Dave. This is one of my favorite podcasts of all time because I can <laughs> see 
how this can really get polished into something that can take over the world. It can take over the world. <laughs> the pronunciation this is new, is this is new viral game of just being like, pronounce it. It doesn't have to just be food. Anything. Anything. <laughs> this is going to be great. And by doing this game, we're going to make people more empathetic, more understanding, and better speakers of other languages. So that's what we do here on the Dave Chang Show. We're here to win the Nobel fucking prize. <laughs> we gotta, what about the MacArthur? Gotta, I know. This is, this is the new intellectual EGOT. We got a MacArthur. <laughs> yeah. We got a Pulitzer. Yeah. We got a Nobel. Well, if, well, what happened? They united the world through the stupid-ass <laughs> game. <laughs> <laughs> you, know what the, you know what the fourth prize is, Dave? It's a MacArthur, a Nobel, a Pulitzer, and five stars on your iPod page. Please. Five stars. <laughs> Give us five stars on our iPod page, or however you pronounce five stars on your iPod page. <laughs> Epod. Epod. All right. <laughs>